Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast and of this game, this game called uh, the Magical Hat System, actually, uh, which I wrote and which we play to try to pretend that we are in a familiar magical world, a setting that you might recognize in some ways, but in some ways is completely new and different and alternate and perhaps even more wonderful and better than you could have expected. And usually at this point I say, and what that means is, but I kind of talked around it now, so I feel like the moment's passed. Uh, so let's go ahead and meet our players. Hello, I'm Nadine Kuhn, and I play a pixie elf called Sasley Marinator Spring. Sasley has wings that don't fly, a plus one that knocks her enemies out, <laughs> and a stomach that is always hungry for nuts. That's it. Oh. That's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> right. Right. We're changing it up today, folks. We're changing, changing it up. up. Stay sharp. Stay sharp. Ch- changing it up just today. Just today. I'm not sure about that. Hi there. I'm Sebastian Kinder and I play Eric Miller, a musician magician with a troubled past. Uh, maybe we have found a hint on what exactly happened to him just a little bit, but I'm sure there's going to be more to unravel. Ha, huh. unravel. See what I did there. It's because the mat. Listen to the last episode. The magic looks like strings. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's me again, Lucas Fischer, and I play Jasper Casper, who is a human wizard from the non-magical world. And all that Jasper wants is try and find a place to belong for him and Wilbur. And I'm sure that we can help them. Nice. <laughs> Using Wilbur. the plural. That's what we love. That's what we love. Well, folks, we we're at the end of the Shimmerheim arc. And uh, we find ourselves being led into a Zvergish city by a fellow named Zilbato, accompanied by the musician-magician Indy, who has helped our heroes find their way deeper into the caverns underneath Europa Park. Remember, this all began in Europa Park, because gosh, we've been in this cavern for a long time. And I guess we're about ready to get out, but we'll see if our heroes can manage that today. In the meantime, this is usually the part of the podcast where I ask our players slash characters a question. But you didn't prepare. But I didn't prepare, <laughs> so today I won't. Uh, <laughs> uh, today, I'd like to ask a question that's, you know, sometimes I ask them questions about themselves, sometimes about the mystery. For me, it's always fun to find where uh, our heroes' heads are at. So... I have a choice, a question. Choice is clear. Choice is clear. (laughs) Walk through these halls again. You can answer one of these two questions, the question that calls to you. Question number one that you may answer, who is your favorite villain-ish person so far and why? And uh, question number two that you could choose to answer is, who do you think is the mole in Neujachenberg? And why do you think it's that person? Ooh. So these are my two questions. You can pick one to answer. And I'm excited to see what you all think. And now I do this thing where I ask a question and then I grin mischievously and then I go stone-faced for the rest of the recording. It's like meeting Michael in person, so it doesn't make a difference to me. <laughs> but yeah. It's a blast. It's a blast. <laughs> well, the mole is clearly Lilo. Because that girl is so naive and so, and so 
sweet and innocent. I don't trust that for a second. And if so, I'm so sorry, Leila. I actually have a connection to you and it's not personal. I mean, why why should she remember Eric's name? If exactly, she's exactly my point. <laughs> I find it I, I find it suspicious. Yeah, you know, after all those difficult tasks of making sure that her and Eric spend so much time together in different circumstances, now you exactly. think, oh, she might be the villainess. Yeah, Keep perfect. your enemies close. That's what I say. Keep them close mm -hmm. <laughs> to observe them. Let, let's check the last episodes where this was a theme. I'm sure you didn't mention enemies there. Tess <laughs> <laughs> has a lot of enemies. She thinks that... <laughs> <laughs> But what do you think is the most, or do we uh, have to answer only one of these? He said we're just allowed to one. He said to I, choose. I said, I said pick one. Pick one. Pick I one. mean, if you want to answer both, I, I didn't pick anything. You. I just said what I think who the mall is, but I didn't pick that question, actually. Um, <laughs> pick the other question. <laughs> because I think the most interesting for me is Perchta, because I don't know if she's a villain or not. And I'm very curious about the whole story. Fair. Still mysterious. Mm. But that's fine. I, I would include her as a villainish person. She seems to be involved somehow. I don't know. I don't know how. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm -hmm. Of course uh -huh. we haven't decided. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh. Making things up as we go. Okay. 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 <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. okay. You know what? Let let me answer uh, the thing about the villain first, which I find most intriguing in the moment, mostly because it's very recent, and I have a thing for like trying to learn other sides of stories and then piece together more of it. So far, Knecht is pretty interesting for me because he showed a lot of power and potential, but he's pretty much locked away at the same time. So I want to know more about what happened back then and there at the big fight, which so unfairly uh, didn't go into his favor. Truly a man of contradictions. Who's to say? Indeed. Who's to say? Um, but you, cer you certainly have Knecht's opinion on uh, what happened and how you think happened, but maybe more to uncover there. Maybe more. And actually, uh, what I remember, Sebastian, is I asked you several episodes ago, like, what do you think this whole mystery is going to connect to that you already did? What do you think it's about? And you mentioned mm -hmm. the uh, stone tablets under at the bottom of the tree, which the group has pretty much pieced together. Connect is most likely the figure that is in these pictures at the bottom of the Urbaum uh, that is made of you know black shadow the other is made of red stone that was an accurate guess <laughs> <laughs> very happy about that it's difficult to tell because i personally i'm i'm, I'm quite interested in characters or, or, or you know npcs or whatever you want to call them persons people who 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 don't don't look that obvious to to be uh, interesting for for any suspicious reasons yeah that's why i like your 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 guess with leela because we we knew that she has something with this lucky charm back mm -hmm. in episode three or four i don't remember but <laughs> she does love cereal that's true <laughs> but <laughs> i i still don't really know how i feel about ross ehrenmann just in general true i mean ah, he's ah. really such a useless headmaster no, he's, he's like never around <laughs> like stuff really happens 
and he doesn't help. And and he has a pan flute that that should make your you know True. alarms go on. True. Uh, <laughs> <Alarm>. Already suspicious. <laughs> and and I'm quite interested in in the thing with with uh, like Lady Arcanile, Jewel Arcanile. Yeah, is but her isn't name, that right? too because obvious? That no, no, but now like, you have a connection to like Georg Arcanile. So now I you know, can... but I think if he would be the mole, that would be super obvious. And I'm looking to Michael, I'm like, that would be too obvious, right? I mean. Right, right. I mean, right, come on. Right. <laughs> you didn't just give us the answer, did you? Did you? Did you? <laughs> I just want to say it now because then I can say I told you. If Mildred is going to end up like a villain, I am going to say like, what? But I, have to, uh, but I said it now. We're going to go and break her flamingo lamp then. <laughs> I think y'all are going to come and break my lamps if I make Mildred a villain now. <laughs> you mean after all the desperate tries we had to fix the relationship we had with Mildred? You want to ruin it again? Yeah, I would, feel, I would really feel like Luke Skywalker. No, it can't be yeah. true. No. Yeah, Mildred is your mother, Jasper. <laughs> You're more or less. I am your mother. <laughs> oh. There's a limit even to the amount of emotional torture that I can put you through. <laughs> ah, uh, thank and, you. Uh, you know, I, I feel like turning Mildred against you at this point. I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, but that, that would, would be, be pretty, pretty dastardly, especially since y'all very specifically already tried to investigate her super early on. And I was like, ha ha, joke's on you. <laughs> we had our reasons. We had our reasons. Folks. More food for your brain as you try to digest this mystery that we're all trying to put together here together. Exactly. What about the furniture? <laughs> that is the biggest mystery. What about the furniture in the common room? And when is the next Taco Tuesday? We stand now in front of a new city with new mysteries to explore. Surely, what's going to happen next, I don't know, but I don't want to wait any longer. So, without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK, We're Rolling. Last time on JK, We're Rolling, we found ourselves just narrowly escaping the clutches of the Einatzeren and Knecht Ruprecht and some Grumpin and Monarch. All with the help of my big magic, and I guess Dantov picks it or two, we were met by a mysterious figure calling themselves Indy, who offered us a route of escape. Since all of the shimmer crystals in the city were turning red in reaction to our stone purple crystal, we took them up on the offer. They led us out of the city and told us they were sent from a mutual friend. Eric recognized the symbol on Indy's vest, and they revealed they were part of the secret organization of the musician magicians called the Ensemble. The Ensemble protect the world by studying the web of the magic that connects the whole universe. Apparently Eric's Aunt Rose is also a member, but went missing recently. Indy showed Eric how to track the web of magic all around us with the power of the ember in his wand and the magic of the purple crystal. He followed the strange lines coming from each of us. One from myself, two from himself and two from Jasper. All of us have magic lines leading into the Shadow Realm or even more dangerous places. Indy then led us to a large fissure far from the city and called a friend of his, Selbacho, a Zwergish that can speak the language of humans and elves. Selbacho agreed to take us away from the city and has now led us to the very heart of Zwergish civilization, a miraculous city of gem buildings and varied stone structures. Ah, I hope we're finally out of the woods, or cavern, or whatever. 
So, you have just been walked down into this fissure in the ground far away from the city of Shimmerheim. You walked across a stone plateau after stopping in some trees and just you know, discovering some magic powers that Eric had available to him, and this kind of whole thing happened. After that, <laughs> you continued to walk across the stone plateau, you came to this fissure, and your new pal, Indy, called out for a Zvergish creature by the name of Zilbato, who can apparently speak human language. Uh, which is not a very common ability for Zvergish to have. So this is somebody who's either very highly magically invested or very intelligent. But Indy seems to have an already existing friendly relationship with Zilbato, and uh, they led you down into the fissure uh, on a series of stone stairways, uh, and you saw through small caverns and holes in the wall lights and Zvergish creatures at work, the chatter of Zvergish voices metallic in the distance until you had come into a hallway which was lit with this warm yellow light of iron lanterns hanging from the ceiling and ensconces on the walls. And then you finally did approach the city of the Zvergish, which was this incredibly complex maze of buildings that you really could not have made heads of tails with. You're not sure what's architecture and what's a pathway and what's a building and what you're allowed to walk on and what not, because it's very confusing to the human or elvish eye. Every building is made of a different material. There's obsidian, there's pearl, there's granite, there's marble, there's gold and silver and bronze and chrome. There's jewels that they're made out of. It's truly... And everything, every single building is made out of one single unified material as if carved out of a solid block of this material itself. Is, uh, Mr. Magician Master, is there cotton candy as well? Everything is made of stone, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. you don't see any cotton candy directly. But you know, uh. somewhere high, high, high <laughs> above you, there might be cotton candy. Uh, <laughs> the sounds of Europa Park float down to you in your head, briefly. <laughs> yes, uh, so the buildings are made out of all sorts of things. And Zilberto, this Zvergish creature, said, Welcome to the realm of the Zvergish. Uh, you cannot pronounce our city's name in your language, but many surface dwellers call it Sphagtopia. Little confetti cannon. Sphagtopia! <laughs> I'm just imagining them setting that up every time someone tells it. Sphagtopia! So, Indy steps out to the side and gestures towards Zilberto and says, Hey, Zilberto, I don't know if you got a good look at my friends here, but uh, they seem pretty tired and uh, they might need to rest. Uh, they went through quite an ordeal earlier today by the looks of it. Is there any chance you have some accommodations available where they can take a rest for a second? Would that be okay with you three? Yes, please. We are tired and need some rest. Uh. Yeah, I'm really also tired. Absolutely. I'm hungry. I'm tired too. Hungry? Uh, yeah, excellent. What do you think, Zilberto? Can you, can you help us out? Zilberto just nods his garden gnomish head and says, 
uh, yes, of course, right this way. I think we have something that we can make work for you. Taking in what to him is the giant size of the three of you. He's even shorter than Sassley. So <laughs> uh, the city is not made for tall folks, even though the buildings reach high, high, high into this uh, it, basically, you're kind of in the, the city is built into a crater, and the ceiling is still high above you. So it is a large city with large, towering buildings, but you are taller than basically everyone else there. So you wind through the city through what you have to discover as you are led are the streets, because you're really not sure. You're stepping on strange materials, strange stones. You would never guess, oh, this is a street because it's made, you know, out of gold to this point and then emerald to this point and it changes up. And then now it's cobblestone, but now it's granite. But you find your way through the city as you follow Zilbato and you cross a quartz bridge that arcs above a lot of the city and come into a portion of the city that seems to be a kind of local hangout area. This is what you saw when you came into the city where, yes, you saw these these hot underground baths where you saw some Zvergish hanging out, but mostly what you'd seen was work areas and Zvergish at work, and now you see Zvergish chatting with each other. You don't understand the word of it. It's completely in this metallic, creaking language, but seems to be leisurely activities happening. And you come to a building that is entirely made of marble and there's a kind of classic fantasy style tavern sign hanging from the front of it but it's made of marble not of wood and the sign has a black snail uh, on a white background you enter this building as you're led inside and it is very much seems like a tavern there's you know tables and chairs there's kind of a bar looking area and a small stage up to the front you see in one corner there's five zvergish playing some sort of card game maybe uh but they're playing with stone tablets and they're stacking them up in certain ways looks like might be kind of similar to a card game that you've seen before but you don't know the rules and you have no context so you're really not sure maybe it's jenga maybe you see that the zvergish in this room are drinking some sort of dark oily substance out of their cups they are drinking but that's all that they're imbibing or eating there's no other food stuff happening in this tavern uh so perhaps they don't eat like how you all <laughs> would but zobato goes to talk to the proprietor of this establishment and they exchange words in Svagish and nodding and indie waves over maybe they have been there before but in any case Zobato continues to motion you back and says, Yes, uh, I thought I remembered that this uh, establishment, this is the Marble Snail, by the way, uh, had uh, accommodations for surface dweller-sized beings, so if you'll just follow me. And the three of you have to duck Jasper really in a, in a deep squat as you make your way through the inside of this place. <laughs> but you eventually come out into a room that has carpets on the floor, so it's not quite so cold and stone-like as the rest. And there are five beds in this large room where they put their very rare visitors from the surface world. Not very common that people come here and stay the night. More common that people might visit 
but uh, and, and maybe do some business. But usually Shimaheim is not so far away. You can make it back, you know, relatively quickly, and it would be more comfortable to do that than staying here. But there seem to be serviceable beds here. They're made exquisitely. They don't seem like they're new. <laughs> Probably not used very often. Sheets a little a little older, maybe a, a little tarnished. Zvergish don't seem to have much care for cloth. That's not their kind of texture. But everything here seems like it will work fine. Zilberto looks at you and says, uh, If you like, there is so much food and refreshments that we can offer you. Uh, in the main sitting room and if there's anything else you need don't hesitate to ask but uh, I must attend to my own matters if there's anything else you need uh, just let me know thank For you sure. I'm hungry thank you very much I'm really hungry oh I'm a little weak of course of course follow me please again into the main room and we'll get you set up with some dinner oh thank you mm. And while we go outside, Jasper is like getting closer to Eric and uh, Sassy. Guys, did you see what I saw? It's five beds in one room. It's another pajama party. I'm really hungry. No, but later it's a party. So you're led, you're led into the main room. Indy joins you for dinner, and you are served some sort of salad made of underground plants. Hey guys, I promise, like. I've had the salad here before, and I know it looks strange in that it's kind of reflective and silvery. It is a little chewier than uh, you would think that it would be, but I promise you it is edible. Actually, I really don't mind it at all. And they also serve some uh, salted nuts with that as well. This is more like, what are things that we can keep in case we need to feed surface dwellers that won't go bad, you know? <laughs> Um, so there's there's some nuts and like tree nuts and kind of varieties of that. It's all nuts. It's just all nuts. It's just different kinds of nuts uh, and salad. <laughs> that's that's what they serve you. Uh, Zilberto bows his head and uh, says, uh, if you are going to stay the night, I'll come pick you up tomorrow to get you passage out of the city. Uh, and I will see you in the morning. Good night. Good night, Zilberto. Good night and thank you again. Yeah. As you're eating... Indy says, hey guys, uh, I need to get back to the city, but if there's anything else you need, uh, let me know. Otherwise, I should head back and maybe check on how the situation has developed since we left. I guess there's going to be a bit of a mess to clean up, but if I can make some whispers happen in the right places that the Einheitsaren are back and behind this, uh, that Monarch showed up, uh, you guys mentioned Crampine in the city, then um, I think I should do that. Okay, how can we get in contact with you? What if something happens and we want to reach out or leave earlier? Oh, oh, Eric, Eric, don't you think you can do anything about it? Hmm? Looks up from from his meal in a moment. Pardon? <laughs> Look, uh, I'm going to go back underground probably and try to keep a low profile, but trust me, the ensemble is not far away. And uh, we got an eye on you, so you're... Part of the team, and you're not as alone as you think. Oh, that does not sound spooky at all. <laughs> Duh. Not in the slightest. <laughs> Violent stinger. <laughs> I like them. And Cecily, like, turns around, and she's like, all right, got it, and she runs into the room with the five beds. Uh, so when you're done eating, Indy 
heads out, waves goodbye to you, and uh, looks at you, Eric, and says, Don't forget, you have everything you need to check on these connections, so you can do it every day, all right? We'll most likely do it every day. Those of us with this kind of power, it's also a responsibility. We have to make sure that we keep things in balance and that we keep taking care of this magical universe because it's the only one that we have. Uh, it seems like you might be one of us, so I'm happy to have you on the team. And yeah, good luck, Eric. Thank you, Indy. Lot to take in. I'll try my best, really will. Uh, Indy nods at you and then throws y'all up the shaka and heads out back to Shimmerheim to sort out whatever is going on there and hopefully put some whispers out into the city who was behind all of this calamity and uh, leave your names out of it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but Sassley has run into the bedroom. Onward she goes. Eric? Hmm? Yeah. I think we should be quiet. She's out asleep. You think? So if if we want to enter the room, we should be quiet. Okay. You want you want to go first, or me go? I, I'm afraid of Cecily. I don't know if there was any Nutella in the salad. <sighs> I doubt it. And he walks inside. So you enter the bedroom, and you're able to get comfortable, and everybody's able to pick a bed. As you are getting ready for bed, and Cecily is quietly snoring. Jasper, Jasper just put a handful of uh, nuts next to her table, to her night table, in case she gets. <laughs> and Sassy immediately, like, smells it, but in her sleep, she just grabs a few of them, puts them in her mouth, and she's like, <laughs> and keeps on sleeping. <laughs> That's kind of impressive. <laughs> As that happens, Jasper, all of a sudden, and Sassy, you are jolted awake as a fairly loud voice starts booming out of Jasper's pocket. Oh, uh, hello. Hello. Shieldless, oh. Team Shieldless, are you there? Hello. Come in, come in. Is this thing on? Right? Hello, is this thing on? Am I holding it too close, too far away? Yeah, it's coming out of the and, yellow touch. Jasper is like fiddling in his, in his pockets and then... Jasper, you have someone in your pocket! <laughs> I dropped it. Here, take it. Take it. Oh, I don't have my wand. Where's my wand? I get my wand ready. All right. All right. Hello. Hello. Jasper, is is that you, Jasper? Hi. It's it's Yezerva. Yezzy. Yezzy, how did you get into this stone? Sassly. Sassly, you, you made it out. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Is Eric there? Did everyone make it out safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make, Eric is with us. made it out. No worry. Oh. What about Meldo? Did Meldo make it? Where's Miss Mulberry? There's silence on the other side for a moment. She's dead. No, <laughs> she did. Oh, no. <laughs> no, she's no, no. She, I don't. I don't believe she's dead. Um, <laughs> listen, Mildred and I have been separated. Uh, I know you've been through a lot, but I feel like you guys are making up again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I physically. We're physically apart at the moment. Oh, I see. I see. After we <laughs> fought the Einheitsherr and in the cavern, Mildred and I went outside to prepare for our escape from Shimmerheim. But seven agents of Monarch snuck up behind us and took us by surprise. I put up as good of a fight as I could. Mildred only had 
a little bit of her energy left. She only had one constitution, which y'all would remember. And both of them had at least one condition at that time. I remember. So he says, unfortunately, they were able to clap a few magic inhibitors on us. And we were cut off from our magic at that point. So it didn't turn out well. They packed us up into a vehicle and were getting ready to get us out of the city. but. They didn't account for my native magic. It seems that the magic inhibitors can only inhibit magic that you cast as a spell. But my native scythe's changing magic, it could not inhibit. As I became giant-sized, I was able to break out of my chains. But Mildred and I were being kept in separate containers. And I, I, don't, I don't know where she was. Uh, and I thought it was smarter for me to get out before anything worse could happen. It would have only been a moment before they had me back in inhibitors again and realized how I escaped and came up with a solution for that. So, we have no idea where Mildred is right now? Uh, unfortunately not. I suspect that Monarch does not want a battle with Neu Drachenberg, and I suspect that Ross Ehrenmann will go to bat for Mildred and protect her in this case. Even Monarch isn't so foolish as to pick a fight with Ross Ehrenmann, so I didn't feel too bad about leaving her in that position. All right. Huh. I find it likely that Mildred will either be brought into a Monarch headquarters for questioning, or she will be returned to Neudrachenberg, but only time will tell. They were getting ready to load this into helicopters as we were driving into this compound and uh, taking us out by air. Uh, so we were already out of Shimmerheim by that time and outside of the Europa Park area. Now I'm in the middle of nowhere, but I'll find my way back home. Maybe it's Kaperodek. You could be a Kaperodek. I don't know. <laughs> Does Kaperodek have trees? Because there's trees here. Yes, yes. Oh, then that's probably it. <laughs> what happened to you? What, what did you find out while you were in the hideout? Hmm. Well, why don't you tell them, Eric? Because, you know, you did all this string stuff. You know, Eric now has some superpowers. He's like a superman. And now he can do stuff with his violin, which we never saw before. That was amazing. Yeah, and Jasper, he has a picture. He has a picture in his pocket. Yes. And also we have some magical stones with us. Mm -hmm. It's really a lot. And we have nuts. Okay. Other than the nuts, I might need context for the rest of that. It's, mm. it's a lot. It's really a lot. I will allow y'all to say that you just fill him in on everything. <laughs> that would be what I would have asked next. <laughs> the whole string theory? Oh, no, oh. Don't, don't, let's start with string theory. That's the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> so you fill him in on Eric's journey through the strings, but also, Sassly, you really get the time to tell everybody now what you talked to Knecht Ruprecht about which you hadn't really been able to talk about up until now, only kind of briefly. So all of this information that there are Krampine armies hidden in the material realm somewhere, that Knecht and Perkta appear to be trapped in the shadow realm, but are planning an escape. Any information that you found out from Knecht now comes to the forefront, and also your interactions with 
Dante with Yuval Arcanal with the centaur called Manticore. You relay all of this information. Uh, if there's anything else that you want to add. The stones? Like that we have the stones? Uh, and you tell him that you have this purple crystal of, of shadow magic power. And Jasper has a sapphire. Yes. It's the, it's the one that I found in the laboratory, right? Correct. Yeah, and I, I'm actually thinking about um, talking about the picture. Uh, if there's anything specific that you want to ask him about, uh, please feel free. Because it's a lot. So he, he's just like, oh, yes, then, oh, that happened. And you, he did what and what? Yes, sounds about right. <laughs> I just really want to share the fact that, you know, the, the, the picture that, that we found, the picture that we took from, you know, from the ritual. Yes, yes. Mildred told me. I was afraid actually to tell you before, but um, I know one person from the picture, and and that's supposed. I mean, I think I saw my mother in the picture. I mean, look at it. And he gets it out, and then he shows it to Eric and Cecily. Which one is it? Which one is it? The beautiful one. You see her. <laughs> oh, you have her nose. Son of the year. Ah, right so there. You, <laughs> you do see. In a in a white lab coat, she's 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 relatively young. She seems to be in her twenties. She has short brunette hair, comes down to about here. Sorry, this is a podcast, Michael. <laughs> For the listeners who didn't see, he showed his comes hands like here. around here. <laughs> uh, so it's like shorter than shoulder length, uh, close to the head. Looks very stylish. Uh, but she she seems to be a put together young woman in this picture, and is I, also in this picture. I think I should mention oh. there is an S. Yeah, I told you it's first initial of the first name and then the last name. There is an S. Dot Macrevious, and uh, you see standing directly next to your mother in this picture a gangly tall gentleman with wild black hair like really just wild and just kind of these wide eyes glasses and multiple utensils sticking out of his pockets truly a crazed looking scientist of a man and Cecily is like and he has your eyes (laughs) (laughs) you think so (laughs) but i like his style um, hmm, yeah, hmm. Ah. just I have to, I have to come, um, you know, I have to verarbeiten it kurz. And Zess is like, <laughs> I wonder if someone else has your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's how that works. Forget about it. <laughs> I need to write something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, you're showing everybody this picture and explaining it to uh, Yuzerva, and Yuzerva says, "Well, um." I know this is more Mildred's sort of thing, but it sounds to me like I would encourage you to visit home and find out what this might be about. I will also say this. You're currently in a Zwergish city. The Zwergish are absolute masters uh, with stonework and uh, earth-based magic. Uh, If you have any questions about this sapphire... I don't know how much they'll be able to tell you about the nature of it, since it seems like it already has some kind of enchantment tied into it, but it might be worth asking them about your sapphire. The most troubling news that you've said is, of course, about these cramping armies that are hidden here in the material realm. This means that 
Einheit Seren have been at work for far longer than I thought, that I think anyone has anticipated silently preparing for what sounds like a large-scale invasion from the Shadow Realm. I think I have to head back home to my clan, the Neb clan, and inform my mother, our queen and chieftain, what's happening, because it might be important to get as many of the different peoples of the material realm united as possible for what's going to come. That includes Zvergish, giants, elves, humans. Uh, a dragon wouldn't be bad, but I don't know how to find one. Dragon. Let's not forget the centaurs. And the uh, Of course, the of centaurs. Course. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Because he, um, he's a centaur. <laughs> he's well, a centaur. <laughs> Suspicious. You almost forgot him. Anyways, might be the old thing between Mildred and him and the whole thing. But, but so, um, uh, you, can I call you Yezzy as well? Sure, kiddo. Of course, how else would you call him? That's what you call <laughs> him. Is Oh, please. So do you think we, we, we can try to take our time here? Maybe, maybe find something out about the stones while you're going back home? What about Mildred, though? Well, I actually... Uh, uh, I hate to ask this, but, um, I, you could also come and join me, uh, at my home place. It's going to be an important visit, and I'm a little nervous, and I could use some support, and there's also, uh, some pretty big stuff that I need to take care of that I promised I would take care of before I returned home, and it might be nice to have your help to handle that. Like what? Doing the dishes. Well... Yeah, Z, we need to know. Well... Maybe he wants us to be best men for his wedding. Yeah, but Melda should be free by then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I promise I won't put you in too much danger. You mean more danger than we already are in? You, you know, I've I've never really shared this with anybody because uh, I, I was kind of afraid that if I mentioned this, that then people would be less likely to come help me. Do you have fungus? First of all, let me say this is a this is an important <laughs> visit because if I go and do this thing, then I will be the new chieftain and king of my clan. Ooh. Uh, because. I'm the best at magic, and they wanted me to take over as a leader, but I left on kind of a soul-searching mission uh, and to study magic because I promised I would deal with this big problem because, you see, um, so I don't know how much you know about the use save accords. Um, yeah. But everybody loves a lore dump, right? So, okay, <laughs> everybody loves a um, lore dump. <laughs> Go ahead, Isabel. We just put the stone on the on the table and have some nuts <laughs> while listening to you. So the you save accords has three tenets, right? Uh, I mean, the language is very flowery officially, but basically, the three rules of the you save accords are that we will stay separate and hidden from the non-magical world, uh, because last time when we used to mingle. The non-magical society ended up blaming us for basically all of their problems and trying to wipe us out. And then we promised not to interfere or affect their politics or anything in a major way with magic. Uh, 
And then the third rule is that we protect the Earth from threats from the magical world since the non-magical community is just not able to do it. They just don't have the capacity uh, to understand or fight magical things. So that's our deal. And essentially, centaurs and elves and humans end up trying to fight off magical threats that are human-sized and elf-sized and uh, centaur-sized. But uh, giants were assigned to handle giant-sized problems. Uh, so my clan, the Neb clan, is pretty directly associated with the Save Council. I, I think you met one Save Council member already, one of the human representatives. So in the Save Accords, there's two representatives for every type of person that's in the Accords. Two elves, two humans, two giants. Well, one of the giants of the Save Accords that is one of the council people is a hereditary position. Uh, and that is the leader of the Neb clan, which is my mother. So when I take over as chieftain, I'll become a Save council member as well. That will give me a lot of political influence. And in case Mildred gets into any real political trouble from all of this, I'll have the ability to help her more from the power of my clan. All of this is to say, have you ever heard the name Yormongander? No. Eric, you want to say something? You look like you're having a stroke. It's... It's it's me. It's it's me as a player. I'm I'm having a little bit of a. Um, <clears throat> I was like, it's you. You are Manganga. <laughs> you never told us. Manganga. Oh no, I can't remember that name. I guess uh, if we were to know something, world lore would. You be? could know. You could know that. You. I mean, you could know that. That's something that we. You could know. If you know it, then you know it. Ah, uh, that's fine. Oh, uh, 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 You mean. Big. That's a problem you have to deal with. Eric, what you talking about? The big what? You know, if you want to say a sentence, you start with a subject and you... Because I didn't hear it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a problem when you go to a magical school. You, do, you don't learn anything about the normal there's grammar. There's no grammar, there's no maths. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, uh, so Yaman Gunder is like... As far as I know, a very, very, very big snake. Right. A very big one. Oh, Wilbur. Being able to to potentially devour the world if you follow a few myths, but that's just that. I guess she isn't that big. Right, so uh, the snake is also referred to as the Midgard Serpent and uh, is constantly threatening to just kind of eat villages and stuff. And we are kind of constantly keeping it under wraps, so to say. Uh, <laughs> Must be really hungry. I'm supposed to come up with a magical way to deal with it, which I think I have, but I'd really love some help if you would be okay with helping me fight a giant snake. Also, I really hate snakes, and I don't want to do it. I wanted to ask, wasn't there a problem with snakes? But yeah, that could explain why. I can help you fight a snake. I have my plus one. No worries. Here's the thing. I can go home, and I can set up and get ready and deal with my family stuff. You three, come and help me when you're ready. 
if you want to come and help me first so that we can quicker mobilize the giants as a army force to help battle some of these Crampine and maybe to have some political help with Mildred, that would be great. But Jasper, if you need to go home first, I also understand that. And uh, to be quite honest, I'm pretty worried about what's going on at Neujachenberg right now. So I don't know if you want to go back there and find out what's happening. Um, although I have the feeling if you go into Neujachenberg, you might be really in the thick of things. From what you told me, if they really do have an Einheitsherrn agent working there full time, it must be pretty important, whatever they need from that place. Uh huh. So three options. As a player. As yes, a player. Please. I actually, I I find everything interesting. I really want to want to stay at least for a bit because I want to find something out about the stones. It could be like the next day or so, and then we can decide to go somewhere else. So um um, Jesse, can you can you hold the line, please? Uh, okay. Do 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 do. Jesse takes the stone and she's like, "Please hold the line." Please hold the line. I saw that one close to the internet cafe that I visited when I applied to come here. It's a long story. Please hold the line. So, Eric, what do you think? Okay, let's let's mull it over for a moment. Um, how far away is your home from here? Hold the line. Is that that for me? Um. How far am I? I? You're gonna need to procure some kind of vehicle to get to any of those places. But uh, when you're driving, it's it's gonna take about a, a day to get here. Okay, okay. Yusefra's home is closer to the Czech Republic than Germany. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Jasper? Um, well, since we're in Europa Park, it's still like if we, if we are by, by car or by any other vehicle, it's still going to be some hours. Like three or four? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. The closest to the three of you is Neujachenberg for sure. You're not that far away from Neujachenberg by car. Mm-hmm. The second closest would be Jasper's home. And the furthest away would be Yezedva in the opposite direction. Okay. Um, point is, what I think is more important, um, if we are able to solve some kind of trouble, especially around Jasper in the moment, which I feel is rather important given that the Einhard Seren was looking for him, being able to clear out about more about his backstory is quite relevant. So I'm heading for Jasper, so to say, first. Um, if there is a spy at Neudrachenberg, we can't let them run around there forever. That's the main problem. Yeah, the thing is, um, we still should try to figure out how things are at the moment in Neudrachenberg, you know? I think yeah. we, sh- we should need to know what's going on at least. Yeah. But the problem is actually, I don't know if we go back to Neudrachenberg, you know, if we get, if we get you know, some, some ärger, <laughs> if we get some punishment for what we did. You mean trouble. Yeah, trouble, that's a good word. Trouble is a good word. <laughs> how, how possible is it for us to, to get out of Neudrachenberg again and to get maybe to my family or even to Jesertwe? That's a good question. I want to secure that, that that Mildred is in good hands or someone is taking care of Mildred. I think Neudrachenberg should be probably the last option because I also think we might not get out of there. Mm-hmm. You left Friday morning 
slept one night in Shimmerheim. You were in the Einheitsherren hideout, basically doing all of this through Saturday evening. It is now early, early Sunday morning. You will probably sleep, and by the time you get up, most of Sunday will be gone. So by the time you're on the road, it might be Sunday evening, Monday even. So, But you've only lost about three days. Who are we going to meet when we come to your family? Well, probably um, my father and my mother. If he's still... I mean, it's, it's, it's almost Christmas time. He's going to start building up his miniature train in the garden. So yeah, he should be, he should be home. Okay, let's try to sleep. And then on the way out, try to figure out something or ask people about the stones. Mm -hmm. And then go to Jasper's home to figure out how your mother reacts if she mm -hmm. meets all of us yep Ooh. right uh -huh. are you going to introduce us <laughs> that would i help. hope you do Maybe. <laughs> you wait outside okay what do you think guys mm -hmm. yeah, yeah sounds like an idea i like it all right so sounds like you're heading off to jasper's home to figure out what's up with uh all that and i totally understand that it's fine I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be totally fine by myself. Yazzie, don't, don't fight the snake without us. We're Ooh. coming. You just have to wait a little longer, okay? Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about all the weeks and months you just didn't do it. So it doesn't, it doesn't depend on a few other weeks. Didn't make sense, right? Procrastination is not the worst, even though my mom says that. Oh, that is exactly how I feel. 100%. I am with you. That is... Exactly how I am justifying this in my own mind is exactly what you said. Yes, correct. Just take it easy. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Maybe I set up a campfire. You know, maybe I just take some time to myself. Maybe I sit lonely and look at the stars for a little while and kind of think about life and write some poems. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, that's what I did for like, I did like three years of that already. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad. Are those poems all for Mildred? <gasps> uh... You want to tell us? Like ninety percent are for Mildred. <laughs> like ninety. Are you writing the other ten for? Is there another woman? I'm gonna tell that to Mildred. <gasps> the other ten percent is for me. Ah, oh, that's cute. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. So yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. Um, look, you three get some rest, and um, you know, just call. Just call me if you need anything. Call me anyway. You know, I miss you. I miss those faces. <laughs> and we miss you too. Yes. All right. Okay. MacGuffin. <laughs> and, uh, he's gone. Oh, he didn't even say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Rude. Is emotionally crying alone somewhere in a field right now by himself. <laughs> as, as a hey. salamander sitting on a, on a, on a little leaf. He, he said there are trees. So please let him cry underneath a tree. Okay, he cries underneath a tree. <laughs> An old woman sleeping in Kapelrodek just hears some whimpering outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> so unless there's anything else, the three of you can go to sleep and replenish all of your influence points. I know that none of you have officially lost uh, a constitution, but I know that Jasper had some serious damage on him. Yes. Uh, all of that damage is gone. Good. Yes. You are completely healed as you get in a full, full sleep, and you will awaken Sunday afternoon-ish. But first... Oh no. The dreams. 
Sassly, roll spryness. Oh, I can use my new cat dice. Eight. Um, okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what? You never wake up, Sassly. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So... It is the afternoon, and you all can slowly wake up and get ready for the day. There's a knock at the door, and you find outside your door some breakfast nuts uh, set out for you. Um, There are glasses of water, but there's also glasses of a dark, oily liquid that you probably should not drink. Uh, You're pretty sure about that. Most likely. (laughs) That tastes terrible. Who brought that? Please, please, please. <laughs> Actually, I had in my notes that if anybody tries to drink it, they roll a constitution. So did oh, you roll? Okay, yeah, I did. Did you yes. actually try to drink it? Let's roll. Good that the one with two constitutions. Though. Wow, it's a net one. These The new dice that you gave me, they're marvelous. <laughs> Thank God we slept the whole night. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like a cat. Those <laughs> dice are just like a cat, you know, just finicky. Oh, I feel very dizzy. Sassily, you lose a constitution. <laughs> oh, I feel nauseous. Can I sleep for another 30 minutes? <laughs> uh, come here, Sassily. Why, why did you drink that? I was thirsty and water took boring. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let me let me fix her up quickly. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cast your spell. Gesundung, <laughs> now I rolled a sixteen plus two. It's eighteen. Okay, you do it. You, you're. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I feel strong. I wonder how often I can do it. And she grabs it again. Don't you dare! Oh, I know it was just joking. Just joking. <laughs> Good morning, guys. So, what happened so far? There's me. Sassly decided to drink something the swaggish drank yesterday. Huh. It was fun for the whole family. And Eric magically evaporated it out of her body. I was going to say that the way that when you cast that spell, that she just vomits it back. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you just cast it. Um, uh, but all of you are awake and uh, you head into the main room uh, and wait for Zilbato, who comes to pick you up. Uh, hello, uh, Eric, Sassley, and Jasper. It uh, polishes the stars to see you, of course. Uh, I hope that you slept well this evening. Yes, we we did. We did. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Dowie. Thank you, Mr. Zivato. Yes, yes. Uh, it's actually pretty late in the day, but uh, good morning to you as well. If you'd like to follow me, I can lead you to an exit out of the city. Uh, before we have questions, Jasper, go on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. No, actually, Mr. Silvato, we were wondering because... Does he know where we were? Where we come from? Or d- didn't he bother to know? No, he doesn't. He didn't ask. Well, we were at the beach and we found some stones and we wanted to see if there's some <laughs> information that you might give us because... You know, after all that we saw about this town, you know, having all these materials of stones and everything, and you are all swaggish, maybe you know something about stones, and we have some which we uh, are interested in to know more about. Good job, Jasper at the beach. Good Thank job. you. Yeah, I'm, I, I am happy to look at whatever stones you have available, be they magically viable or edible. 
But before that, you have to give us your pinky to promise to not tell anyone that we have those stones. Not that they are any secret stones, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that that Zvergish knows what that is, but they just mimic exactly what you do by holding their silvery me metallic pinky up. And Cecily grabs his pinky and she's like, cross my heart and hope to die. Cross my heart and hope to die. Okay, you oh, can never no, break that promise. I, I you don't never, really hope to die. Never. No, okay. we don't. No, that's I just a saying. I would prefer to live. It's just a, all right, just that. Now you're we good to go. We don't die in the way that you would consider death. It's actually a different process for us where we reassemble back into the earth. What What can I help you with? <laughs> and Jasper is like, for like two minutes already holding stones in front of him. <laughs> so okay, here. so you are showing this Zvergish the sapphire yes uh and also the purple glowing gemstone or not but cecily has it right i have the purple one no i'm not showing it yet i'm just waiting okay so just the sapphire yeah yeah okay well you said stones plural so i wasn't sure <laughs> just in case okay just i just, just in case i had any others i don't know what i got <laughs> in my pocket so the, the only thing you have the only like stones so that of interest that you have so to speak is uh this blue sapphire which you present and zobato looks at it takes it from you looks at it and says oh yes this is already magically invested uh i i could tell but very complex very i never quite uh saw anything like it uh this is certainly has some sort of magical connection uh, running through it uh a kind of magical hinge if you uh, understand my meaning uh i would assume from the way that uh, humans tend to use this sort of stone that it's being used to make some sort of Mm, magic or non-magical connection less than it would normally be. Uh, something is being depowered or hidden through the use of this. Yes. Leslie turns around to the guys and she's like, So it's like the opposite of the purple one, basically. The purple one that I have, like, really energizes it and starts everything. And the sapphire one... Is taking away its power. You mean like from any magical source? Silato from any magical source? <laughs> uh, uh, it, I have to be honest. Uh, this is more complex than anything I've seen before. Uh, I don't know if what this is dampening has to necessarily be magical in the sense that we know magic as magic. Something is is being dampened or lessened. Some sort of connection is being funneled through this uh, sapphire and uh, not allowed to run its normal course. Okay. And from what you've learned the day before from Indy, you know that while magic is essentially being able to use these connective lines and power yourself with them through magic, but there's other connective lines all around you everything is connected and technically you could consider all of those things magic the magic of the universe but not all of them allow you to cast spells but they create the fabric of life hmm? mm -hmm. i show the purple one i mean we know what it does uh one more thing about this sapphire jasper uh, and friends uh 
should you want to get <laughs> Jasper's the one who presented it, but uh, should you uh, want to release such a connection, I think it's best that whatever it is connected to be used to destroy it. It's less dangerous that way. And hands the sapphire back to you, Jasper. And now Jasper is holding it like a grenade that is about to <laughs> go off. And he's like, Don't drop it on me. Don't drop it on me. He puts it back in his pocket. Um, so we pretty much know what this is, but what do you think about this? And she holds up the purple one. Um, this Zvergish, even though it's not always easy to read its facial expressions, you see its eyes get super wide. Bye. Goodness, I will trade you anything to have that. That is the most magically potent crystal I have ever seen in my many, many long years of awareness. Uh, no, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't uh, touch it. <laughs> um, what can I do with this other than like energizing magical things? And told it. A crystal is used to make magical connections more powerful and to amplify them. And whatever magic is being funneled into this crystal is already one of the most potent magics that I have ever felt. And due to my nature being tied here to the material realm, I can safely say that that magic is tied to the shadow realm. That I'm uh, very certain of. If I didn't know that you three were friends of Indy and uh, nice uh, uh, travelers uh, like yourselves, I would assume that you were up to some sort of great evil machination. Not at all, not at all. We are really trying to solve bad things to make it good. I promise, Mr. Toy, I promise. Absolutely. We really don't mean any harm. Okay. What would you do? You said you would like to trade it. What would you do if you have it? I would make it the centerpiece of my next greatest work. Uh, the the things you could do with it, it could it could bring power to areas of the city that have trouble getting power. We could use it to to heat things and light things. You could make uh, items of great power with it. Uh, it could be purposed for any number of magical uh, things. Uh, a new train line that runs through the city, perhaps. Uh, there's all sorts of things that you could you could do. With it. it's really it's just basically a big battery is it possible to um like take a little piece of it off no oh <laughs> like with a Aww. little <laughs> to give him a little something as a thank you but we cannot first like... of all it's it's diamond so to chip something off of it you would need something harder than diamond mm -hmm. maybe the Zvergish have something like that you don't know what would happen if you split it that's my main worry hey mr toy you said that some areas don't have Enough light or heat? Are you cold and in the darkness a lot? Well, to be honest, uh, cold doesn't really uh, bother me, but heat is useful for working conditions and for generating other matters of energy like light, because even we Zvergish need to see where we work. And uh, we are a small community. We are limited in what we are able to accomplish. But uh, yes, it would be helpful, of course. Mr. Zvergish, like... You know that some people captured um Zwergish and they they put them they put them in this warehouse where they threw them through a portal. Did you hear about that? No, I, I 
I don't know what you're talking about, but recently some members of our community have gone on expeditions to search for magically viable materials and not returned. Yeah, we heard that too. We tried to save them. We tried to make everything happen that this is going to stop. I hope you can return them home. After all, we Zwergish are more or less one large family, and each member of the community that's lost is a great, great loss. Cecily hugs um, Silverchow, and she says, We try our very best to save everyone we can. As many as we can and every magical creature and non-magical creature. And if I get to have this magical crystal at the end, and I didn't need it for anything, and I just have it left, I will bring it to you, and you can use something to make something good out of it. Uh, Zilberto looks at you and looks into your eyes with pale silver eyes and says, I believe you, and I feel that... You are genuine, and for that reason, and for bringing news of our lost brethren, your passage to the surface is free today on the Zvergish. Uh, follow me, good friends. Zobato leads you into the city, and you're once more led on a crazy route through Zvergtopia. You are led through this basin, basically, from one side of it completely to the other, and you see great works of art, great craftsmanship, and as you're led from one side of the basin to the other, you pass through a kind of middle courtyard, uh, circular in shape, as plain stone, and in the middle of this courtyard, you pass three huge golden plaques that seem to show a Zvergish creature with three balls around it, as, uh, as if it was juggling them maybe but none of them are in the hands three balls and those balls are radiating light from them and that catches your interest it seems kind of a landmark this is, nobody asks but he offers the information anyway um <laughs> zobato <laughs> love it love it love it we're just like okay uh <laughs> zobato gestures to the to these plaques as you pass them and says a monument to another missing zvergish uh, the great builder who we must always ask every traveler if they have seen. Ah. And it is prophesied that one day the great builder will return to lead the Zvergish once more and again create great artifacts of power like we were once able to make. Uh, but uh, our community's been in a bit of a decline, I guess, since then. At least that's what they say. I don't know. It was a long time ago. What happened to the great builder? How did he disappear? Really not sure. It is said that the Great Builder made a gift for the magical community to save the world and went to deliver it and is sleeping until the Builder can return to us here and lead our civilization once more. He was a great craftsman of unparalleled ability and it is said that his final work was his finest. All right. The foundation stone. You do feel that you've seen those three balls before, these three circular shapes before, on a different plaque back at Neujachenberg. We did see the three rings. On one of the plaques underneath the Urbaum, I believe. <laughs> you've seen a lot of plaques. 
Uh, but I believe one of the one of the stone shapes under the Uabaum had these three overlapping circular balls on it. Connection of the realms, maybe? Yeah, yeah, could could be. What do these circles mean? These circles were supposedly the final creation of the great builder. One a circle of obsidian, one circle of pearl, and one circle of gold, each uh, made as a gift to the great human mages to stop a great evil. Are we talking about Pechta and Knecht, or are we talking about... I think he's talking about exactly those. The red or the black mage? The red one, I suppose. And and Nick, we, we, we had this Nick, Nick. Nick is Knecht. the red mage. Uh, Nick is the, Nick red, is one. the red one. Yeah. Christmas, the snow's falling down. <laughs> guys, I'm doing this without my notes. Yeah. I'm doing this without my notes. I'm so proud of me. You guys are really learning some stuff about the world. You're really able to put it together. Yay. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. We, no, we, me neither. <laughs> but it sounds, like it sounds like we're processing. <laughs> Appreciate that. Beep, boop, boop, beep. So you are led through the rest of the city, and Zubato eventually leads you to a launching platform for a series of what appear to be metal sleds that have a kind of upward sloping smooth hard stone ramp and uh they are attached with metal gears uh wheels that are in the shape of metal gears that stick into a track with the complementary puzzle piece like shapes running along this track so they're kind of like gears that can grind their way up this railing the machine seems to function by punching uh whoever is in it uh punches a pump in the middle of the sled enough times that it activates an inner device that shoots air out from tubing that comes out up and out the back of this device and this adds just enough boost to get the sled moving then friction from the tracks generates an electromagic pulse that moves a large fan that propels the sled up the track at high speed so sort of a sled sort of a mining cart sort of an airboat all combined into one powered by magic. Well, wow. <laughs> I know. Why did I make that? Uh, so oh, cool. <laughs> you you merely need to sit uh, one of you each in one of these uh, contraptions. Uh, let's call it a Zwergevator. Just <laughs> sit in one of these Zwergevators and you must merely hit this central pump enough times and the rest should take care of itself. Actually, I'll accompany you up to the surface just to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So we all get a single one? Yep, you all get a single one. Can I get sick being on it? <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> At least it's not up to the dice. Cecily goes into one of the, the Zwergevator. So you, you set your back against, uh, you know, the sled comes up on the back so that you can press your, your back up against it. The fan is further behind that. All right, where do we have to punch? Basically, there's just, it kind of looks like the stick for a manual car. Uh, so they have this kind of rectangular shape that gets smaller as it goes up, like a bag. And then at the top of it is just a red button. And essentially, you just smash the red button down continuously to start this mechanism that shoots air out the back of the cart. All right. Thank you, Mr. Toe. Hey. <laughs> 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 
So you're all able to get in these sleds and punch this red button and it starts slowly, but you can see that these gears on the tracks are generating some sort of magic electric pulse that makes this fan behind you eventually start running and very quickly, you're off on a smooth ride up through the bowels of this stone cavern. And this ramp kind of gently curves, gently twists, but it's not too tumultuous. And you hear from the front, you hear, Wehe Mahalo! No, Lufte, Lufte! Lufte, Lufte! Try to get it faster. Yes. 17. 17. Wow! Yeah, actually, <laughs> Sasley's uh, sled does begin moving faster, and because it's moving faster, it generates even more electricity for the fan, and <laughs> Sasley begins shooting up quickly up into the air. <laughs> Zilberto is like, gliding behind you uh, with his feet connected into the earth. Uh, well, uh, be careful there, surface dweller. But you have a fine trip up to the surface. And the three of you eventually come to a stop at a platform and there's uh, a manhole cover above you, just like a sewage grating. Uh, but you can see this does not lead to any sewage. It was a false implanted there by the magical community for escape uh, into the non-magical world. And there's a ladder that leads up into the surface. You can all climb this ladder. I would say that Zilbato goes first and pops it off for you uh, because for Zilbato, it's no problem to lift this heavy metal grate at all because he is made of metal. And uh, he helps you out. Uh, and the three of you, for the first time in what seems... It's only been a couple days, but it seems like forever since you breathed the actual air of the surface world. <clears throat> Even more interesting, do we get the first real sun again in our faces? Yes, yes. My eyes! My eyes! <laughs> <laughs> it's a right. late afternoon sun uh, coming through the trees, and you find yourself on a side street not too far from Europa Park, and you can see just up the street the wide large parking places of the theme park uh, just begin. So you're really at the edge of the property here. Zobato says, uh, do you know how you're getting to your next spot from here? Uh, Is there a bus stop? I don't know. I've never been to your place, Jasper. Neither have I. Hmm. Well, I don't know much about it, but um, I know that humans sometimes use these to get around. Um, and Zobato <laughs> just waddles over to a white SUV on the side of the road and slaps the side of it and you see this magic pulse come out of Zilbato's hands and the car <laughs> just rumbles to life. <laughs> so easy for him to understand how ignition and all of this works that he just magically brings it to life. Yeah. Uh, I understand that uh, these can be helpful. Um, yeah. It's like Milbo, and she picked us up at the train station. Yeah. The only one of you that is probably tall enough to drive is Jasper. I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ignore the real physics of your height. Well, I've seen my father doing and shifting the gears, but... Um, That'll do it. I don't know. I mean, come on. How hard can it be? I mean, you know, for our American listeners here in Germany, you have to be like at least 16 and you have to do a lot of theory hours uh, before you even get um, your hands on a wheel. So, yeah, let's do it. Yes. What does it, what does it even matter? I'm going to sit in the front, okay? I'm going to sit in the front. And you drive. But, 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 but which SUV is it? 
I mean, we're taking someone's car. Exactly. I could really care less, um, but let's go. <laughs> we don't have the time. Um, can we Can we at least leave a note? Yeah. Hold on. Cecily takes a piece of paper out of her pants. She writes, sorry that we stole your car. <laughs> don't say borrow. We it won't is- probably bring it back. Many hugs. Das. And then she puts it on the ground underneath the car. All right, we're ready to go. Perfect. Sounds about right. Excellent. So first, a bookishness check for Jasper to see if Jasper remembers exactly and can figure out how to drive a car. Don't worry, guys. I still have my witty wizard book with me. So do I have an advantage? You do not have advantage to drive a car. No. That's that's unfortunate. Um, well, I do have a plus one on bookishness, so um, it's a total of five. So as you get the car started and you're trying to work it, smash, smash, <laughs> you bang into the car in front of you, you bang into the car in the back of you, your car has four constitution. Who wants to roll two constitution rolls for your car? Not me. Not me. <laughs> That just means it's me. Yay, you got it. So, Sebastian, roll roll two constitution for this uh, white SUV. Uh, all right. Let's see. It's a, it's a Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I start with a 20. Okay, the first one. Uh, you. you just wreck the car in front of you, but take no damage. <laughs> the good old SUV. And then I offer 13. And then a 13. Okay, so a 13 survives the second hit as well. So smash, smash. It's a good, strong car. You don't lose, your car doesn't lose any constitution as it's on its way out. And then Jesper turns his head around. I think I get the hang out of it. Uh, And you begin to peel out and uh, drive your way up to the N Air Vave. As you're looking back, Jasper, you see a note flutter away behind you in the wind with Sassily's words on them. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Silvertoe. Goodbye, Europa Park. And hello, the enemy. Zilbertoe uh, quickly disappears, not wanting to be spotted by the, anyone non-magical, back underground. And everybody can make one final investigation roll. Oh, <gasps> great. <laughs> Bookishness. 13. I offer another 13. <laughs> 19 plus 1. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 19 plus 1. That's too good. You have to tell me. Two things. Sassley, hmm. where did you put Yuval Arkanal's wand? I am pretty sure I put it in my pocket, in the pants. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remembered. While the three of you were asleep, there was a natural 20 rolled. And... You notice with this investigation roll as you sit down that that wand is no longer in your pocket. <gasps> you will's wand is gone, guys. It's gone. I'm pretty sure I have it. I know I'm not the cleanest, but I'm pretty sure I put it here next to the body corn sow, uh, body sow corn. <laughs> Jasper, with a 20 on your roll, you just pass the DC. You just roll high enough. Oh my. To see a shape moving slightly in the rearview mirror as your car pulls away as if something not quite invisible but something that easily blends in the background small female and human shaped 
has been following you and is watching you as you drive away and possibly has been listening to you this entire time. And that's where we'll end our episode. Oh no. Im Rückspiegel oh no. erscheinen die Dinge oftmals viel größer als sie sind. Magician Master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Our cover art is by Pascal Genet. Theme song by Aaron Richards with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Well, folks, we are back and thanks for showing up here with us. Yes, we hope to be back on our regular schedule now uh, and we hope you enjoyed the very last of our friendly mini episodes but we're back on it and we're very excited to be back and continuing to further our way into the very caverns of this mystery and now we're off to the NRV and Jasper's family to see what waits us there but while you're waiting for Jasper's possibly successful car trip or maybe we have another car crash uh, up ahead of us in the meantime you can head over to our social medias that's jk.weird.rolling on instagram or jk.weird.rolling on facebook and uh send us a message say hello let us know what you think uh and let, let us know what you feel and just in general say hi because we love to hear from you you can support the show on patreon at patreon.com slash jkwearrolling. We appreciate all of our patrons so much, and uh, they're going to get early glimpses at any new artwork we have coming up, which is happening and in the works. We're very excited, uh, as well as glimpses at our music. I want to make official drawings of the symbols of our different organizations now that we have so many. We have Monarch and the Ensemble and the Einheit Seren, and of course the you save council so with all of this going on maybe it would be helpful and our patreons will get to glimpse that first as well so lots coming up and can't wait to dive into all of this with you but until then just remember to keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready And folks, Lucas is, like we all are, a satellite location, but he's using a new mic, so if his audio sounds weird, please excuse us. If it sounds good, I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> yeah, and if it's too good, don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually the best warning. Uh,